Welcome to the Courage Queen Podcast. I'm your host, Justine Wenzel, entrepreneur, glam girl, and karaoke enthusiast. For over 10 years, I've been teaching women how to become more courageous by pressing into fear so they can step into their purpose. Whether it's me at the microphone solo or I'm sharing the stage with incredible guests, I'm committed to bringing you the best while sharing the truth that will set us all free. Time to wake up and stop giving fear all the power. I'm bringing tangible tips for more peace and authenticity while simultaneously giving you an ab workout as we weave in comedic flair. So buckle up because it's time to live your best life. Hey everyone, this is Justine Wenzel, and this is my introduction to my new podcast, Courage Queen. I'm so glad you're here. We are going to have so much fun and dig deep into some really amazing content and speakers I just know you're going to love. But I figured for our first kickoff episode, there's no better way to start than to get some laughter and tell you a story. Ever been completely humiliated in a foreign country? I have. It was 2009, and I was in London for a travel abroad trip studying the history of theater. It was our last night out before returning home to the States, and we were celebrating at a pub close to our hotel. You have to know in this story that I kind of have a history of losing digital cameras. You know, a device that takes pictures that tourists would use to capture the sights. I guess my 30-something self is aging myself at this point because it's all smartphones. But... Whether it was being careless on a speedboat and throwing the camera across the boat right past my friend into the depths of the Finger Lakes in upstate New York, or repetitively leaving them places in which they would get lost or stolen, I guess you could say that after four dramatic camera stories, there's always room for another, right? Either that or that you're automatically thinking, I should not be trusted with any valuables. But anyways, my dad was insistent about me traveling with a fanny pack on this trip, He was even kind enough to do a fanny pack fashion show before the trip with options from his personal wardrobe from the 80s, before it was cool. But I digress. I decide to bring lucky camera number five out with us to the pub to snap some shots on our last night. However, instead of bringing a purse of my own, I asked my roommate if she could hold on to it in her purse. And after filling up on fish and chips and drinking our final strongbows, if you know, you know, We got up to head back to the hotel and realized that the purse that she put in between her legs is gone. Not on a vacation in a foreign country, just gone. As any missing in action story would go, we start to wrap our brains around how could this have happened? You know, we were sitting right here the whole time. My roommate was losing it rightfully so, and because all of her life contents were in that bag, like her passport to return home in 12 hours, money, emergency credit cards, and so on. Obviously, we were all just trying to figure it all out at this point. We were told that we had to file a police report, so we hop in a cab and we go across town. And at this point, it feels like we're like racing the clock because 5 a.m. with our wake-up call, we're not going to be ready for it. I had plenty of time to totally lose it on the way to the police station as I thought of the million ways that me losing camera number five could land me on the naughty list for the rest of my life. I was sure that my parents were never going to let me live this one down. So while at the police station, there's an officer talking to my roommate, walking her through the steps of what is needed to file the police report, like marking the contents in the purse, and I hear her talking over on the side with the officer. At this moment, it's safe to say, I think I kind of blacked out mid-story in the pure horror as I paced the station yelling, 
I should have just worn the fanny pack. It's just a stupid fanny pack. But here I go again. Another camera. I should have stored it in here. Fanny, fanny, fanny. At this point, I'm unraveling. And it's the end as I know it. I continue to yell. That's it. I'm writing my obituary. Lost five cameras before death. Could have worn a fanny pack. Fanny, fanny, fanny. The hysteria continued and was broken when I realized I had an audience of 10 to 12 officers pointing and laughing. I paused and I thought to myself, I should have totally auditioned for SNL. My sister was right. They're loving this. Let's give the people what they want. At one point, the one officer is hinged over his desk to the point of crying from laughing. And as I looked at him in a little bit of confusion, a female officer taps me on the shoulder and says, ma'am, Fanny doesn't mean what you think over here. And I'm like, say what? She looks at me with full confidence, trying to hold it together and says, Fanny means vagina. You guys, you guys, (laughs) I hope you just realize that I just shouted vagina for 20 minutes in a police station in a foreign country. Never in my life have I been this mortified. And oh my goodness, this story would go down in history of one of my best dramatic displays yet. And yet, I have told so many times, and through years of refining, I've realized that I can look back at that story now with somewhat of a fondness of my naive spirit and a girl that cared way too much what people thought of her. And this is a perfect example. So what does it look like to laugh at yourself? Truthfully, I think I was totally afraid to laugh at myself and my inherent weirdness, but shiz is always going to happen. And taking things too seriously creates that separation of closeness and ability to identify with other people. Have you ever said to someone, have you ever experienced this or, oh my gosh, this was so embarrassing, and you're kind of waiting for them to say, oh my gosh, I've totally been there, don't worry about it, I've had the same experience, me too, and instead they say, no, I haven't. And immediately you just feel so embarrassed, like you just want to crawl under the nearest piece of furniture. I really wish in that moment that people would just say yes, so that I felt like I wasn't alone in the moment. But we have to practice. How do we laugh at ourselves? How do we get to a point of being able to laugh at ourselves? You know, maybe you're one of those people that holds on a bit too tightly. You know, you're easily triggered when events happen. You're taken right back to that embarrassing day on the playground, it seems like, every time. But giving it to God and releasing it can be so cleansing. And over time, you might find that you start to loosen up a little bit. You know, we obviously have interactions with people and we can't control what people say and what people do. And what people say is often a projection of their own experiences and insecurities anyway, right? So how much control do we really have over others? You know, one of the things I love about my husband is he's so blunt in his delivery, and sometimes it can almost be at the point where it's kind of like making us uncomfortable in the moment, but normally what happens is every single time we're in an embarrassing situation, my husband is always so quick to say, I am so embarrassed, or he'll say, that is so embarrassing if I'm the one that's being embarrassed in the moment. It's almost like he speaks it out, and it sounds silly, And experiencing it firsthand, it kind of sets up this element of like, what are you doing? You're drawing more attention to me. But it also, at the same time, creates just this environment of just tearing off the band-aid and just laughing at yourself. And I love him for that. You know, I wasn't always like this. For years, I allowed fear to torment me. I would reflect on past embarrassments. And I had trouble coping or stepping out for fear of failure or future humiliating experiences. 
And I came face to face with all the ways that perfectionism had held me back. But the flaws that make us who we are are what make us uniquely different. I know you've heard it before. I know this isn't a new message. But if you struggle with the arrogance of having to feel like your perfection is something that you should be putting on a pedestal, it's only going to alienate you from other people. You know, you're not better than anyone, nor is anyone better than you. But unfortunately, we live in a society of this high level of judgment, and it's like this collective insecurity. You know, to have that high level of self-acceptance was not an environment that we all grew up in. So we have to work at this. And in these moments, I have to say to myself, I forgive me. I just own it now because I can't change the outcome. And I can't think of a higher level of radical self-love than one that can express something like this. You know, it's often contagious in the best possible way. So ask yourself, what is my attitude when I seemingly lose control in a situation? How do I react to embarrassment? Do I allow myself to sit in it for a moment? Do I immediately pass judgment? You know, what past experiences or themes come up or come back to me in those moments of embarrassment? Because you'll find that they will be connected to other times in your life when you felt that same feeling of embarrassment. Maybe you felt exposed, rejected, or trapped. So I've often found that journaling these thoughts now have helped me to come to the conclusions about why I couldn't just laugh at it. This is a way you take your power back. It's not allowing fear and despair and humiliation to take over when we feel like we're totally out of control. But we can laugh as we're reminded of what it means to be human. You know, it creates space for more resiliency and honestly just more fun and spontaneity. It brings the tension that we all live in to a little bit more of a relatable piece that we can identify with. The more self-aware you can be admitting your failures and our shortcomings, the more approachable we are. And bonus, because I'm totally a geek like this and I love getting into all these studies, but studies have shown that a self-deprecating sense of humor actually promotes psychological well-being. But why? It's because failure can flood you normally with anxiety, especially related to all of our social acceptance things that we've been told and experienced while we were young. But when you start to laugh, it alleviates this type of pressure. It all starts with you accepting you. So in closing, you know, this podcast is going to encompass varying degrees of self-improvement, reflection, but with a comedic flair element. I say this because I know that I have some fresh perspective on growth, hard circumstances, seasons of pain. Oh my gosh, it's been a year. But I know that so many of these topics are thought of as taboo to share because they have a little bit of a downer effect. You know, we don't want people to see us in a place of struggling. But instead, what I find is so many of us are just silently struggling in a social media world of perfection. Too many of us are trying to just keep up. I want to share a real and authentic take on the dangers of allowing society, social media, heck, the media in general, people in your life that persuade you into thinking that you need to change who you are, that somehow you're not enough, that you need more, that you need to keep up with the pace. You know, this thought that influencers and celebrities and these people that don't even know you somehow know what's best for you and for your life. And I see firsthand too many people that follow along in this narrative. So here's the thing. I'm ready to shake it up, have some fun, and help people feel more inspired to seek God for their direction, peace, and security in life. It's often in the most tragic seasons of life that teach us the most about who we are and why we're here. 
I know firsthand that the trauma and pain that I've experienced have led to the most growth I've ever experienced. So I'm committed to letting joy be my teacher too. Joy will always heal you if you let it. But you got to surrender control and allow yourself to discover the stages of pain and grief and joy with an open hand. And here's the thing. You're not doing it by yourself because we're here on the same ride together. So I can't wait to dive into this more with you. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, would you send it to a friend who could be encouraged? Or share it on social and tag me so I can personally thank you for sharing the sweet sauce. For more episodes, check out and subscribe to Courage Queen Podcast, where we share fresh perspectives and stories for people who have the guts to be vulnerable and grow through what they go through. You can also join the conversation on Instagram at Courage Queen Pod. As always, thanks for being here. Courage starts with showing up.